What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Zach Attacks. I'm sitting outside right now. You can hear the birds chirping. I haven't done a podcast in a couple months, and you can go on my Instagram at Zach Attacks Podcast, and you can learn a little bit more about that. I may do a podcast about all of that at some point in time, but I wasn't there yet. Figured I'd bring you guys something fun for my first episode back in a couple months, and we are going to do the top new music of May 19th 2023 everything that came out today a lot of really good stuff felt like it was a perfect way to get back into this and also like couldn't have picked a better week a lot of really great music it's really cool how you know we kind of take for granted in 2023 all we got to do is turn on our phone and hit the spotify app and we have all the new music that came out for the week you know, I have people that talk about how they still love CDs. Yeah, CDs are cool. Being able to look at the artwork's great. But, like, at what, $10, $15 a piece? Like, you're going to have to listen to that album in that exact order. I mean, I love listening to albums straight through. But for that price, you know, you're paying $10, $15 a month for Spotify. And you have all of this at your fingertips. And then there's people that like vinyl. And it's like, that's that's dope. But, you know, I like saving my money and being able to listen to as much shit as I possibly can. You buy one record, and it's $20, $30, whatever, something like that, unless it's an old used record. And God forbid it's a double album. If it's a double album, you're spending $40 flat for it. Like, there's no doubt about it. And also, like, this podcast should honestly be sponsored by FM because, like, it's a product not created by Spotify but works with your Spotify, and I'm fucking obsessed with it. So basically what it does is it's able to track everything that you do on Spotify and it basically creates like your top artists of all time, um, which you've listened to the most over the last four weeks, your top albums, your top songs. It records all this data. Um, I don't know how much it costs for like the plus version of the app. You could get it free and it does a lot of things, but I bought the plus version. I can't remember if it was like one or $10, but somewhere in between there. And once you have it, it works for life. You don't have to ever buy it again. And um, you could actually get, it starts recording originally when you buy the app, but you could go back and get your data from Spotify so that it has everything you've ever listened to. And I set mine up like that. It works really well. It's funny, you could see like the different trends you had during certain years and the things that you listened to. And, you know, something you only listened to in 2017 might be like your top listened to song of all time, just because you listen to that so much that one year. So I really think that that's a cool app, Stat.fm. Um, you can get it on the App Store. Um, I don't know if you could get it on a, a Samsung device. I do know that it doesn't work yet if you use um, if you use Apple Music instead of Spotify. It only works on Spotify. But anyway, there was a lot of really great music that came out this week. It's May 19th, 2023. And, you know, I'm going to talk about 10 songs that I found noteworthy that came out today. And I got this list mainly from going on Spotify and looking at my release radar and then also looking at the uh, new release playlist that they put out every week on Spotify itself. So you're going to get a little bit of my taste mixed with some of the most popular shit that came out this week. And these were really the ones of everything that I listen to. I do this every week anyway. And, you know, just like to listen to everything new that came out, usually on Friday while I'm working, you know, driving throughout the whole day. But I thought this was a really good week. And yeah, we're going to talk about my top 10 songs and then also the top two albums I thought came out this week. So starting off with uh, New Type by Summer Walker. Now, I saw Summer Walker at the uh, Dreamville Festival 
they did like a full live stream of this festival. I wasn't actually there, but I watched it from home. You know, drank some beers, hung out at the house, and watched everything that J. Cole had to offer with Dreamville 2023, and it definitely came through. But Summer Walker played on the last day of the festival, and her vibe was a little off. Like, I don't know, it seemed like there was a lot of mistakes that were happening with the production of the show, so she might have just been pissed off, but it seemed like something was off with the whole show. Um... You know, I haven't really listened to her too much, but, like, at this point in time, it seems like the females in rap and R&B are just, like, fucking killing it. And she's one of the ones that I haven't even gotten that into, and I already know that a lot of people really fuck with what she's talking about, and, you know, she's a big deal. Summer Walker. So, you know, the song kind of starts off, and she's talking about how she's, like, filling out silk sheets, and, like, she, like, really tells you that she's filling out these silk sheets, and she's talking about how she wants a man there. But she's got a new type. Like, she's not into her normal guy. And then Childish Gambino is actually on the track with her. And he hasn't really been doing too much over the last couple years. He put out that one album that had, like, the date as the title probably, like, two or three years ago. And I probably listened through it, like, once or twice and then never really picked it up. But people, like, heavy fucked with Childish Gambino. I mean, obviously, Donald Glover, awesome actor, too. And he's on this track, and he really sounds like Kendrick Lamar. He starts off his verse being like, I know I'm ugly, but I'm interesting. And he really has, like, this Kendrick kind of, like, monotone voice that he's doing. And in this song, like, uh, the dude that Summer's talking about, like, she's got a new type, she don't really fuck with this kind of guy anymore. Uh, Childish Gambino is kind of supposed to, like, play that role. It's kind of like We Cry Together by Kendrick Lamar, actually. Like, the whole song concept of, like, you know, a certain type of person always being stuck in their ways and you finally being through with that. And just, like, the different ways that people act. I mean, it's a solid R&B song. Like I said, Summer Walker is not somebody that, like, I've listened to a lot, but I definitely really enjoyed this song out of everything I listened to today in the new music category. And also the, having Childish Gambino back on a feature that, like, I really fucked with. Like, I'm not a huge fan of his, but him kind of sounding like Kendrick putting this verse together, like, I, I definitely liked it. I'll be listening to the song again. Okay, so on to song number nine of new tracks that came out this week. We have Morning by Post Malone. Now, Posty put out an album kind of towards the end of 2022 called 12 Carat Toothache. And at first when I heard it, it was my least favorite Post Malone album that ever came out. Like, mainly because I wanted to listen to everything that he put out to this point, like, on repeat every day. I mean, it had some solid tracks, like, for example, Cooped Up, uh, Wrapped Around Your Finger, Obviously I Like You, which is... You know, I work in radio. The song is played all the time. But besides from that, like, the rest of the album really isn't as, like, I don't know, like, continue to play it. It really didn't have the same accessibility as the rest of his catalog. Like, you put on Beer Bongs and Bentley or Hollywood's Bleeding, Stony, and you could just listen to them over and over again. But this one really didn't have the same appeal to it. But the song Morning definitely does. Like, it has it has all the themes that Post Malone normally talks about on his songs. I mean, it's got, like, the sum, the fun summer vibe, but also kind of, like, the sad lyrics to it. He talks about how he doesn't want to be sober, like a lot of these rappers are now. But, I mean, you know, Post Malone. Like, he's got that kind of mix between the rock and then also the kind of, like, hip-hop vibe to him. If this is the first single for his new record, I'm definitely excited for it. Like I said, the new record's called Austin. It's apparently coming out in July, which I believe is when his birthday is, so... Um, he'll be having a birthday and putting out a new record and you know people have been worried about Post Malone he just announced the new tour and you know people are worried about him because he's looking like skinny he looks good I mean and there's like one video where he's kind of acting a little funky but like people are worried about his sobriety I think he's probably okay like he's always seemed like he was one of the more headstrong ones of the group 
but um, you know, I don't really know, so it's all speculation. I'm excited for him to tour. It'll be interesting to see uh, what the new energy is on the tour. Seems like it's going to be a great time like it always is, considering this single that he just put out. All right, at number eight, we actually have Kesha. The song is called Only Love Can Save Us. It's on her new album called Gag Order that came out today. I haven't listened to the rest of the album yet, only this one song, but it's pretty interesting. I think I'll probably listen, maybe, to the full Kesha album. But in the in the song, she actually mentions The Exorcist, which is pretty cool. She has, like, real big, you know, it's Kesha, so she has real big dick energy on the track. Um, the beat is really cool. I wonder if Kesha is still going to be able to have a song get as big as she used to be able to, but I'd say this song is noteworthy enough that it's going to become a hit. If it isn't a hit, I would say that it probably would be if it was written by somebody else. All around, I think that the song would definitely work as a good summer 2023 track, and uh, I'm interested to see what Kesha has going for on the rest of the album. The song also has, like, really melodic choruses between, like, really crazy kind of kind of heavy parts where she's saying some crazy shit i don't know i think kesha's keeping it interesting when i think of kesha i always remember her talking about how her new year's resolution on like the new year's countdown one year was like not to be a douchebag i also uh got to see kesha one time at firefly that was pretty cool and uh she actually filmed a music video here in delaware kesha's been through some shit clearly i still am willing to listen to a track when she's putting it out but that first album there's never gonna really be anything like that like that shit was ridiculous, and I remember every girl was listening to Kesha. Back when that first album, Animal, came out in 2010, like, even some of, like, the smaller tracks on the album, like, Steven, blah, 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 like, Dinosaur, like, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on on this album. Like, I could see why everybody was so into it back then. Next track, just because I have a feeling that it may potentially get billions of plays in the future, regardless of whether or not it's garbage or not, is uh, called Middle Ground by Maroon 5. Now, it's got, like, a kid's drawing on the cover. I don't really know if, like, Adam has, like, kids or not, but it might be, like, his kid's drawing or something. Um, and, you know, I always feel like Maroon 5 has been writing, like, these, like, really humble tracks, like, you know, memories and stuff like that. Like, they don't really fit the vibe. I mean, especially Adam. I mean, I don't really know much about the rest of the members of Maroon 5. But I saw this video on, like, the internet a bunch of times lately of, like, when people would jump up, when this, like, girl jumped up on the stage and, like, he, like, brushed her off. I guess it was, like, during COVID. And then they showed, like, videos, like, Michael Jackson, like, dancing with people on stage and kind of making it seem like, you know, Adam's a douche. I mean, obviously, I don't personally know him, but I always kind of got an interesting vibe from him versus, like, the lyrics of a Maroon 5 song. Um, you always think Maroon 5 is done, and then all of a sudden, they get another song that gets, like, a billion plays on Spotify. I don't think they have a single album that doesn't have a song that's gotten a billion plays on Spotify. And, I don't know, it's kind of got, like, a borderline country vibe to it, this new song. It's definitely kind of like a slow song. Definitely sentimental, like they are on Memories. It has a feeling like that might be the formula for Maroon 5 to be able to continue to get these huge songs. So I could see the song play while you showed, like, pictures of somebody at a graduation or, like, a wedding or something like that. You know, just, it's good slideshow music. And, you know, Maroon 5 probably did it again. Probably get a billion plays on this. Next up, we have I Wish I Could Forget by Bring Me the Horizon, Black Bear, and Slander. I'd say overall, it's like a Black Bear track more than it's anybody else's. And 
one thing I got to get Black Bear is that he could deliver the same thing a million different ways and have it still sound good. Like, Black Bear's, like, themat, like the themes that he talks about in his music, like, generally stay the same, but he still makes it sound, like, fresh regardless how many times he does it. So that's definitely one thing I'll give this song. I guess EDM DJ producer guy on the track is going to give it kind of, like, the dancey vibes to it. And, you know... Ali kind of stays on par with the type of track it is, like, it being a Black Bear track, like, that's kind of the type of delivery he gives, but it definitely adds to the track for sure. It is, you know, emo pop rap in 2023. Gotta have it. Um, I'd say I'm probably not gonna listen to this track a lot. I'd say, you know, Black Bear fans and Bring Me The Horizon fans definitely seem like they're probably kind of mesh over, so I think uh, fans are probably gonna really dig the track and, you know... I'm definitely proud of everything that Bring Me The Horizon is doing in 2023. Like, their music, like the track that they put out last week, Lost. I've been listening to that one nonstop. Bring Me The Horizon has been good since their deathcore days to current day. Like, everything they've done has always been fresh. So, I'm always looking out for their new music. I'm probably going to be more excited for anything that they put out individually versus this track itself. Also, Bring Me The Horizon in 2023 gets like 13 million monthly listeners on spotify which is more than slipknot so they're clearly killing it whatever transition they've done they've definitely been able to stay ahead of the times and be able to over 20 years become an even better band than they've ever been at the point that they're at the point that they're at now in their career at number six we have the first of two pop punk bands that come up with uh god damn it all by the wonder years now this is actually a b-side track from their album that came out uh 10 years ago uh the greatest generation they're doing a 10th anniversary for it It was originally written in 2013 and i gotta say it's really good for their tracks written in 2013 i'd say that's the year that the band really came together and was like putting out crazy albums since then like everything that they've done since then has been fantastic how the band has grown and um yeah this song really matches the same energy as their 2013 records but also is as good as their 2023 record so i'm happy with this track and i just saw them in march in wilmington they had two sold out shows these were the closest things to hometown shows and philly always shows up for the wonder years in fact they're doing like a 10th anniversary festival uh, for the greatest generation at the Franklin Music Hall and it's already sold out and the festivals in September Yeah, this is really one of those bands like of the 2013 like 2010s pop punk revival Like a lot of the bands really haven't lasted but the wonder years certainly have the way that they've grown uh, seeing them just recently like every single song is relatable and if you haven't heard of the wonder years which they only have like 500,000 monthly listeners on Spotify definitely check them out all right so now at number five we're halfway through the list we have no pressure with say what you mean now for anybody who doesn't know no pressure's frontman is parker cannon from the story so far that's mainly why i put them on this list because this song sounds so much like the story so far that if you're really missing their old music like you gotta go check out say what you mean now for me story so far was a band i was super into in like 2014 2015 but, like, their lyrics of all of those pop-punk bands were kind of the cringiest. Like, I don't know, it was always, like, it's the girl's fault was, like, the main message of the first three Story So Far albums. And, you know, that's definitely something as I got older I wasn't really into as much as I was when this stuff came out. But this is definitely him going back and doing that thing again. Like, if you like old Story So Far, like, this is 
for you to go check out and still get that band even when even when they haven't put out music in a while and their last album that came out probably like four years ago didn't really sound anything like the first three albums that they put out so he's been in this band now for probably like three four years as a side project and i know that they're playing a lot of hardcore shows kind of presenting themselves as a little bit more of that but you truly do get story so far when you listen to no pressure all right now we got just four songs left on the list i can definitely say i did not rank these songs in the order that i liked them the most in um i might do a tiktok with the order of top five songs that i actually liked the most this week but on to number four if we're doing this as a countdown it's number four uh where she goes by bad bunny now I want to give Bad Bunny a chance because I know like he's like Puerto Rican Drake like he's huge everybody loves his music now the thing that gets it for me is like honestly I just like lyrics so much that it's hard for me to listen to something that's in Spanish because I don't know exactly what he's saying but the vibe of the song reminds me a lot of like Sticky by Drake like it has like the same kind of beat to it and it definitely shakes your car the same way when you're listening to him I think that you know this might be like a massive song I don't really know because I can definitely say that this isn't my type of genre but it's fun it's upbeat uh bad bunny just started dating kendall jenner so i've been seeing his name even more than ever i mean know that this dude's doing like monster numbers he's definitely in the top five right now streaming on spotify it's my fault being a stupid american because you know if i was from puerto rico i probably know a couple different languages but you know i took spanish for years like from the time i was like five but I still couldn't listen to a song in Spanish and know exactly what was going on in it. And honestly, that bums me out. Probably should. All right. And then at number three on our countdown of the top 10 new tracks of this week, we have Louis Capaldi with Haven't You Ever Been Loved Before? Now, Louis Capaldi is a fascinating artist to me because, like, his lyrics are, like, at the end of the day, like, emo as fuck. But yet he's, like, you know, what soccer moms are driving their kids listening to on, like, a radio station. And, you know, he did, like, billions of plays on his first albums. And, you know, Louis Capaldi just looks like a regular guy. Like, I know he's from the UK. I know he's friends with, uh, like, Ed Sheeran and stuff like that. But, like, he's just your basic dude. Like, on the cover of his Netflix documentary, it's, like, a picture of him just, like, standing in his underwear. You got to see it, I mean, to really get the whole gist of what's going on. But Louis Capaldi puts out his sophomore album, the songs on it are already going crazy on the charts, and this, I guess, is like the new standout track, at least what they put on the release radar for, you know, this week on Spotify. And, um, like, yeah, I mean, it's really like a pop song, a uh, singer-songwriter song, but with lyrics that are just emo as fuck. Like, like, the song goes, like, haven't you ever loved before? He says, it's more like a knife for me than a high to me, and that his heart can't fall apart anymore. It's emo as hell, but, you know, moms in the minivans are listening to it. I think, uh, you know, like, I'd listen to Like, I work at a radio station, so if this song came on, like, it'd definitely be one of the ones I'll probably like more than some of the other stuff that they're playing. So, you know, hats off to Louis Capaldi. I'm sure he's about to do uh, great numbers on his second album, just like he did with his first one. Like, the main tracks on that one were, uh, on the first album, were Someone You Loved and Before You Go. Like, I'm sure you've heard these songs, even if you don't think that you have. All right, and on to the last song in the top 10 countdown of best new songs of the week. Maybe best, more like noteworthy, I guess. 
But all right, so we have Angel Part One from the uh, Fast and Furious Ten soundtrack. So this song is a lot like remember See You Again with like Wiz Khalifa. I think like Two Chains was on it from the Fast and Furious Seven soundtrack. Like you know it was all about how you know Paul Walker and everything that happened. And this song kind of has a similar vibe to it. It has a uh, I think it's Jimin. I don't know from BTS and then Jake who does the uh, Golden Hour song. I know he's like you know TikTok famous and stuff, but he's a really good singer and he's on the song. And then there's Kodak Black who like you know he's got a song super gremlin and when i see when i hear kodak black like i literally picture a gremlin in my head like I, he's got some songs that are decent but he's a wild ass dude and then you have nle choppa like he's definitely one of the newer rappers like i don't think he's like he's still under like 20 years old and i don't think he's really a great rapper but the two of them have no lines on the song that really ruin it it does kind of capture that vibe the chorus of the song is really good and you have uh i think it's mini long who does like the second chorus on the song um yeah, I, honestly, a pretty, pretty solid track for the Fast and Furious 10 soundtrack. Like, you know, I would expect everything to be corny as fuck. I haven't listened to the rest of the soundtrack, but pretty solid song. All right, and that concludes the top 10 most noteworthy, we'll call it that, uh, best, whatever, uh, songs that came out this week, May 19th, 2023, New Music Friday. And um, so now we're going to get on to the two albums that, like, I was super excited for. It's mainly why I wanted to do this this week is because there were two albums that I knew I was super excited to get to talk about that were coming out. And the first one is going to be the used Toxic Positivity. The second podcast I ever did, I talked about why aren't the used like, the biggest emo band of all time. And it's funny because they actually made one of the points that I made in that podcast uh, when they were interviewing about this album. Like, they never broke up. They always stayed consistent. Like, if you look at, like, the big four of, like, the bands that came out around this time, which would be, like, uh, My Chemical Romance, Fall Out Boy, Paramore, and Panic at the Disco. Like, they all had so many lineup changes. Their sound changed so much. But, like, The Used has been able to deliver a consistently good product the whole time. And this is their ninth studio album. Now, it is... 30 minutes long which is probably the shortest album that they put out definitely the shortest one that i can remember and um they're all still like just little emo pop earworms that will get stuck in your head and you're going to want to listen to each of them over again um so they're currently going to be so they're about to be touring with pierce the veil who honestly like i always would be like damn i really wish that there was another band that's like the used and like when you really think about it the used and pierce the veil really kind of capture the same same kind of lyrics the same kind of like energy in their music and i think that that's a great touring pair so um yeah the used have 3.5 million monthly listeners on spotify right now which is super impressive i think that the younger generation like high school kids right now would absolutely love the used if they knew who they were the two singles for this album there were definitely highlights on it really great songs we're giving up and um and then also Cherry. Me and my brother were talking about this album earlier, and this was the one that he said was the standout, and it definitely was. Lyric in the song that kind of stood out was, I used to be the cherry on the top, now I'm the, no- now I'm the nail in the coffin. The used kind of stays consistent with the themes that they've always talked about. They've gotten experimental a little bit, but for the most part, you're still getting the same subject matter. Other songs that were really great on the album were... Uh, I Hate Everybody, Headspace, Dopamine, and then there's a slow song on the album. They always have killer slow songs, uh, House of Sands. Now, um, it had heavy moments, but overall, it definitely had more of the emo pop vibe to it. And, you know, hats off to the used. I'm still going to be listening to their ninth album. Like, I've liked them since fifth grade. And one other note, they also put out two singles 
before this album came out, Fuck You and People Are Vomit, that aren't on the album. Uh, Fuck You probably could have been, like, the lead single on this album. But uh, People Are Vomit's one of their more political songs. Never was super into when they did that, but, you know, check out both of those tracks as well. They fit the same uh, toxic positivity vibe that these songs do. Um, Okay, and then on to the thing that I'm probably most excited to talk about that came out this week. And that was Sleep Token's third album, Take Me Back to Eden. Now, this is their third album, but the first time that I ever really heard about them was just a couple of months ago when their track The Summoning came out. And I'm sure a lot of people probably had a similar experience. And I was wondering, how could a band go from sounding like a prog metal band to like Meshuggah to having moments that have choruses that sound like The Killers and then do like some EDM shit in between, like... It was fucking fascinating, and the screaming vocals on the track are just as good as the clear vocals. The lyrics are great the entire time, and they make tracks that are six minute long sound like interesting. Now they released seven singles before this album "Take Me Back to Eden" came out today, um, and I was waiting for the finished product. I listened to them all, but I knew that it would sound better than ever when you finally got to hear them in order. Um, Like I said, they first came out in 2016. Uh, They're from the UK, and all the band members are anonymous, so we have no idea who they are. They could be in other bands. They could be random people we've never heard of before. The lead singer goes by Vessel, but there's really not too much else about them that's known yet. They're going to be the next headlining metal band. Like, they're going to be able to play every festival in a short period of time. Like, they all wear the masks. They do that whole thing, but... The music that they're putting out is something that I feel like anybody would enjoy, from somebody who likes, like, dad rock to somebody who likes dance music, likes heavy music. I feel like they're really hitting a lot of different grounds with this album. Um, like, one of the main, like, dancey songs that I would show somebody that doesn't even like this music is, like, it's all spelled out as an acronym, but it's Don't You Wish That You Love Me. That's, like, one of the later songs on the album, and it's just a really good, like, pop dance single by a band that has like metal prog tracks and six minute long songs on their album too. And also the title track, uh, Taking Me Back to Eden's really good. It does a good job of like summarizing the whole album. Like it has like all of those different aspects all in one track. And also Vor is probably, I think that's how you would say it, the heaviest track on the album, if that's the type of thing that you're listening to. So this has been 10 tracks and two albums that came out this week, May 19, 2023, to go check out. And this has been another episode of Zach Attacks. Thank you for listening.